You found it. The home of red-blooded American patriots. The Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner starts now. There we go. That's better. So this is episode 110 of the Patriot Review. Welcome, Patriots. We're going to do part two of uh, J6 and the Uniparty of Destruction. And I've got basically a lot of video in store for you today. And I've shown, you know, the truth is that the video that Tucker Carlson had, while we need it, we want it because it will absolutely prove everything that we've been saying for the past years here. Um the fact is that we had video that anybody with any common sense would have been able to see what the truth is. And of course that video was, was also suppressed and removed from YouTube and all that. And you know, that history, but one of the things before we get started that, um, I want to tell you about is, uh, Nina May, who I had on last week, if you didn't catch that show, you should go back and listen to it. She probably is the only person that I've talked to that's consistent about, uh, what was being shown on the television screen, the news, and that sort of stuff that was supposedly live was not occurring because she was there and she saw, you know, the fact that that uh, what she was looking at in real time on TV that was supposedly live, she could look and see was not actually even happening. So it's it's really to that extent that the American people have been. Uh, well, they've tried to fool us, but uh, we're not. They've tried to, you know, use their their leftist fascist media to spread propaganda, just like Goebbels would have in Nazi Germany, and that's absolutely the truth. Uh, the video shows that. There's there's really uh, no doubt about it, and I can't tell you how disgusted I am by these politicians that you see on the screen. The um, the Uniparty is in full display with these people, and we're going to talk a little bit about that, but mainly we're going to show a video, and I think to get you in the right frame of mind, one of the things that I'm sure you think of that I also think of is what do veterans think about what is happening in our country today? And first of all, if you are a veteran, I thank you for your service, but I, I, I can't imagine being in your shoes because... Uh, the destruction of what America stands for and the destruction of you know, people just because they have different opinions, uh, jailing political prisoners like China or North Korea, uh, like any tyrannical government before. I mean, it is absolutely disgusting and heartbreaking. And so I was um, I was thinking about that, and I thought about that on multiple occasions. And then this week... Uh, an article came out, and this uh, gentleman who has now since passed away from this interview, um, he's a retired Marine, Carl Deckel. And I posted this on my social media if you were paying attention and saw that. I'm going to show this is a brief video, but this answers the question, and it puts it, it. I think we go too fast a lot of times, and we just don't really slow down and think things through as far as you know, what are the conclusions? What are What is the impact of everything? And if you see this and you can't be moved to do something, and I don't mean, you know, here we go again. I ha me being, a, you know, a conservative, constitutional conservative, I have to always say, you know, not, I'm not talking about violence here, but we do need to stand up and just say no 
to what's going on in our country and uh and here's why i don't know i've I've lived a good life i mean i've had a, a lot a lot of happiness happiness smiling telling everybody that everything was beautiful every day if I went into my church and didn't say everything was beautiful, they'd think I was sick. And I, and I'm not that way. I mean, I'm a, I, I, I sincerely believe in this old world that everything is beautiful. I mean, if I see, if I wake up in the morning and see these plants out here and they, and all those flowers that are in there and the green grass on the, on the ground, that's beautiful. And people don't realize what they have. They bitch about it. And then nowadays, I am so upset that the things we did and the things we fought for and the boys that died for it, it's all gone down the drain. Our country's gone to hell in a handbasket. We haven't got the country we had when I was raised. Not at all. Nobody will have the fun I had. Nobody will have the opportunity I had. It's just not the same. That's not what I boy. That's not what they died for. I just... It's just... Just not it. I'm so sorry. I'll be all right. Just takes me time to get over it. I just, I, I, why, why me? He's sitting here like this. See, all this going on. Crazy. It just, Emily is just, just not. It's just not the same. That isn't what we fought for. Oh well. I should be worried about it, I guess. I'm a hundred years old, they say. That will be my fight. I I worry about it. Yes, I worry. That will be my fight. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Well, okay. You you just remember everything's beautiful. And and live every day to the fullest. Just, Just enjoy everything you possibly can. Absolutely spot on um, what I would have expected a man of uh, his experience and history to think about what's going on. And obviously, you know, he's 100 years old, but he's obviously still there. And contrary to leftist fascist, he's not sitting there saying, you know, the white men won't have opportunity like I had. He doesn't specify whether he gives a damn about you know, what color the skin was of the soldier that died. They all fought. And they're all... Uh, secretly, I think some of them more than others, mourning at what they're what they're seeing. And of course, we're losing the greatest generation very, very quickly um, because it's been some some time ago now. But this is the calling of our generation, and we all need to be on board and do whatever we can within our skill set and w- within what we've been called to do to do something about that. So wanted to share that with you I'd, I'd love to hear your comments about it you can put your comments in the social media uh, site or app that you're watching on this uh, watching this on or you can go to the, the website you can email me 
Um, you can email me, email me at redbloodedpatriots at protonmail.com and let me know what you think about that and, and whatever else you want to talk about. So now um, I mentioned Nina May's video and this video was taken on January 6th and she also wrote out the narrative for this. You know, so this is very, very, very fresh. This is when it happened and she wrote it out and she she then edited it to the video that was taken and it's all her narration on Nina is actually speaking through this and sharing what she saw and what she didn't see it's quite interesting I showed it a long time ago and uh, an earlier episode and it's it's a piece of video that you will not see all over the place um, you'll see it wherever she has been of course and if you've seen her on other shows but take a look and uh, again I'd be curious as to what you think about this Four of us arrived at Capitol Hill around 10 this morning, then started the 16-block walk to the White House to hear the President's speech. I wanted to see how many people were coming to town for the rally and get some good footage. The streets were pretty empty at that time, and we saw a very small group of people rallying on the back of the Capitol. We'd been told there were about a dozen different rallies. All had different speakers and went by different names. For us, it was about the location. Since we parked on the hill, on the Senate side, we wanted to end up there at the end of the day. It took about 40 minutes to walk from the Capitol to the White House. And the entire way, it was packed with fun, energized, polite fellow Americans carrying American flags and various other signs that signified they were not convinced the election was done properly. We saw police hanging out in corners. We smiled and waved and thanked them for their service when we got close enough. We saw a group of about four National Guard members and gave them a welcome. Thank you also. As we got closer to the White House, the President was about 45 minutes late in speaking, but everyone was patient and enjoying the festive environment. After he finally started speaking, we stayed for about 20 minutes because we were having a hard time hearing. He said something about seeing everyone on the Hill after his speech. Everyone had planned to go back up there anyway because of the several rallies that were going on in that general direction. We started the walk back to the Hill thinking we could get some good photos of him speaking and hear it better. Well, pretty much everyone else was thinking the same thing as the group on the edge of the large group started heading back to the Capitol. There was excitement in the air as people hurried up Constitution Avenue to come in through the large, wide sidewalk or walkway up the steps to the Capitol. I was hurrying to get some great shots and saw a fence down next to the big sidewalk. There were no police, not one at that entrance. I thought that was odd. They were allowing people to just come into the lawn and walk over barriers. I was really thinking someone would tell us to go in another area, like they always do on the hill. You can't just roam around like this without five policemen yelling at you. It was as though everyone was being encouraged to run up to the stage and get a good space to hear the upcoming speech. It was hard to keep up with them as they walked rapidly into the front, but I ran alongside on the grass getting some great motion shots. There was no sign of barriers anywhere other than that little green plastic fence on the ground that we walked over. Everyone just walked down the sidewalk, over the little bridge, then toward the front of the Capitol. There was not a feeling that you were breaking the law or anything. It was more like they were told there was free pizza at the steps of the Capitol, and that was where everyone was headed, to get a good position near the podium to hear the president. They all stopped when it, 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 at the end of the line because they couldn't go any further. We stayed like that the entire time, even after people were beckoning people to push in further. That happened several times along the way, but no one followed them. I overheard a man on a phone talking about almost being ready for a coded move. 
I glanced at him and he turned his back. He said something about using water cannons and tasers to control them. The four of us just kept moving as close as we could, getting great shots. Everyone was talking about Trump saying he was going to be coming to the Capitol to speak. We weren't sure, but we knew with all these people, there was no way they would be able to get through the crowd. But it looked like a podium was ready for a speaker, so maybe he was coming. I was just focused on getting some great shots. The crowd grew thicker, but it was still the same group of happy warriors singing songs, chanting USA. That was when the 12 militia-type people went over the short wall right next to us on the command of someone who said that it was ready for them to go. I was standing on the little wall that was on the left side of the wide sidewalk, right at the corner where you would turn left, so I was as close as you could get and still say hi to get some pictures. It was about then that the flashbang started. We were shocked since there's no violence at all. just standing there. They kept shooting them, some with ear-piercing persistence. Then when we saw a green plume of smoke, we were convinced it was tear gas and decided to leave. Two of us immediately got scratchy throats, but thankfully didn't have eye issues. That was at about 1.45. We left the Capitol and walked about seven minutes to a building we were staying in behind the Supreme Court. The TV was, was on and it was showing that the Capitol was being breached. Guns had been drawn by the Secret Service. People were forced on the ground. All incidents had wonderful photos of each event. Why were so many photographers allowed to breach the Capitol? How did the protesters get into a secure building that makes everyone practically stripped to get in, especially carrying flagpoles, backpacks, etc.? You can't carry things like that into the rotunda. Yet there was a line of people peacefully walking through the rotunda with all these elements. Where were the barriers? Where were the police and guards? There were none. It's as though the people walked in going, okay, where do we go now? Where does the tour start? It literally looked like tourists. I knew many people who came to the rally and had been on this phone with them, all of them, so that we could meet up later. They were all in front of the Capitol, Capitol and some on the backside, and did hear the flashbangs and the smoke, but said there was no violence outside the Capitol where they were. They were right where the video was shown, showing barriers being breached, with the riot police pushing back against them. They said the same thing we did. There were no barriers. There were no police. One man said they were actually buzzed into the back of the Capitol and just started wandering around. It, I think it must be the crypt from the way they described it. They didn't hear or see any violence, no signs of police or guards. Several followed them in like that, but they said it was like being on a tour of the Capitol. This is borne out by photos that were being shown on TV, like the selfie taken with the guard and a protester, or the one with the man in fur doing a kind of dance in front of some police just standing there smiling. We had seen a battalion of heavily armed police running double time outside all over the Capitol, up and down the steps, totally in view of all of us, but not one is left inside the Capitol to keep a crowd from coming in from the outside. I still want to know 
were how there were so many photographers staged all over the inside of the Capitol to get every single move, every single action, as though they were with a camera crew, as though the whole thing had been, gee, directed, written, orchestrated, scripted. Hey, I'm a producer. That's how I think. But it's just so odd. There were not enough police inside to prevent the breach or to keep the people from doing whatever they were doing, posing for selfies. And on the back of the Capitol, while this breach was supposed to be occurring inside, you see a line of police just hanging out on the steps with the protesters. They look like they're in a choir or something, certainly not concerned about riots happening inside. I don't see how that happened the way it is shown. Again, I make movies and understand how easy it is to stage anything you want people to believe. First big thing, there was no press outside, just tens of thousands of people with their cell phones. There are people like me with larger cameras, but the video of the skirmish looks too choreographed. And where did those agitators come from, unless they were the 12 we saw climb over the wall and head in that direction, making their way through the crowd toward the front where the flashbangs were coming from? I mean, they clearly were the agitators that you're seeing in the videos, right along with the clueless Trump protesters that are walking in benignly going, what in the world are we doing here? It's like two different movies were being shot simultaneously. One group of people knew exactly what was going on. The other group were clueless. They were, they were what you call extras in a movie. They were a great backdrop. Like all the people, the hundreds of thousands of people out the front that were standing there waiting for a speech. They were just waiting peacefully. It just doesn't make any sense. The most logical explanation is that it was professionals who were ordered to infiltrate in order to control the debate, turn the tables on Trump supporters to make them look like radical anarchists, oh, like Antifa and BLM, two groups that have gotten a buy all year as far as their violent rioting goes. Not one word from these sanctimonious talking heads on TV about how disturbing, despicable, embarrassing, upsetting, etc., etc., about the attack on the White House, the statues in Lafayette Park, the defacing of the road in front of it, the setting on fire of a church across from the White House. Where was the outrage when that attack on our democracy occurred? What about all the attacks of private citizens and even elected officials coming from the White House after the RNC revised convention? They were told not to go out at night. It's too dangerous. It's their own fault for being attacked, etc. Even a U.S. senator was attacked. Nothing was said. No outrage. If they can condemn and mar marginalize all Trump supporters and constitutionalists while pinning the moniker of anarchists on this group instead of BLM and Antifa, then they win. Here is what outraged Democrats have said about pushing back against Republicans and anyone who disagrees with them. Cuomo says, show me where protesters are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Maxine says, if you see anyone from the cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, in a gasoline station, you get out and create a crowd, you push back on them, you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. Nancy says, people do what they do. This is in reference to tearing down statues. She doesn't have much use for statues, she claims. Well, maybe until a Trump supporter tears one down, then suddenly she's going to be a statue hugger. Biden says, if you were in high school, I'd beat, you, beat the hell out of him. Oh, and his supporters are dog-faced pony soldiers, whatever that is. Kamala Harris says, these protesters should not let up. Well, she doesn't mean Trump protesters. She was meaning the BLM and the Antifa protesters. Presley says, you know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. Gee, a lot of people agree with you on that one. Ayana, I think her name is. 
Nancy also says, I just don't know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there needs to be. Again, that was not encouraging Trump protesters. That was encouraging Antifa and BLM. So there are double standards. We all agree with that. The media is painting every single one of these peaceful protesters in attendance today as an embarrassment, a shame to democracy, not the mere American way. No, the American way is get your facts straight before going off hack-bake with very questionable evidence. There were hundreds of thousands of Americans who have been beaten down, lied to, cheated, defamed, marginalized, and ridiculed, and all they wanted was to have the right to be heard, to express their views and opinions. They can't be held responsible for what a few infiltrating agitators do to their rally. I'm ashamed of those elected officials who would condemn this group defining everyone who is there as an anarchist or an un-American criminal. This group has watched as these same politicians have turned a blind eye to the BLM and Antifa violence, suggesting it's a summer of love, giving them the room to express themselves, etc., etc. I must say, when the police in full riot gear were shooting flashbangs into a totally helpless, unarmed, and non-dangerous crowd, it was very frustrating and frankly insulting as this group was practicing their First Amendment rights to protest what they see as unfair, yet are now being disparaged as despicable anarchists. There's so many unanswered questions, like, why did the police take barriers down and let the rioters in? Were these the agitator plants that many had seen, 40 deep, being escorted off a bus, all Antifa? What about all the footage of the Patriots stopping the violence, Antifa rioters from busting through windows and destroying property? Where are the police or guards at the doors? Everyone said they just walked in, something it was great to be able to beat us far across the country and get a tour of the Capitol. A man in the back of the Capitol said they were buzzed in and no one was there to, quote, greet them or turn them back. There's footage of the police getting selfies with protesters or smiling as a man in animal skins does a dance or leading them down the hall and encouraging them to keep up. News cameras, journalists everywhere, and yet, oh, that's, take a look at this, look, they run in. And this is the video yeah, exactly. I'm talking about. <laughs>
like Rick catches them. Let's go. Yeah, come on, guys. Follow me. Don't be late. I'll show you how to get there. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. There's so many unanswered questions, and I would encourage our elected officials who were being protected in a room for four hours to get to the facts, get to the bottom of this, because something is not adding up. And it's not fair to judge all of these people and say they were all violent rioters when they just wanted to make their voices be heard. So you can tell that uh, by Nina's film, there is there still are a lot of the same questions. But one of the first things that happened after that day, of course, was to blame Trump. Remember, Trump instigated this. Trump, Trump started the violence. Trump this, Trump that. He did everything. Yet, as Nina pointed out, over the summer of, you know, the, the summer of love, with all the destruction going on, uh, you know, nobody on the left stood up and demanded that it be stopped. Instead, it was allowed to continue. And as a matter of fact, it was encouraged. And even by our vice president, it was encouraged. Um, so we're, let's take a look at that. I little, put together a little montage for you. And we will show that now, and you can see exactly what I'm talking about. I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless fool. They go low, we kick How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? The biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. I thought he should have punched him in the face. So even if he lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murders. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. You would have been a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Punch some people in the face! When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump, and that's a fact. Look as his character is stabbed to death. Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. A Missouri state senator is under investigation by the Secret Service after saying she hopes President Trump is assassinated. I will go and take Trump out tonight. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, in a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome. And sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and wow. our honoring our Constitution are, are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not going to let up, and they should not. If you think we're rallying you ain't seen nothing yet. walk down and I'll be there with you. We're going to walk down. We're going to walk down. Anyone you want, but I think right here we're going to walk down 
to the Capitol. And we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. And we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them. Because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong. We have come to demand that Congress do the right thing and only count the electors who have been lawfully slated. Lawfully slated. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Today we will see whether Republicans stand strong for integrity of our elections, but whether or not they stand strong for our country. Our country. Our country has been under siege for a long time. Before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not going to let up, and they should not. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Enemies of the state. To peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. I will go and take Trump out tonight. To peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. If you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. To peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? The biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. I thought he should have punched him in the face. So even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murders. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. You would have been a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Punch some people in the face! When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump, and that's a fact. Look as his character is stabbed to death. Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. A Missouri state senator is under investigation by the Secret Service after saying she hopes President Trump is assassinated. To peacefully and patriotically make our voices heard. I think I did a, a decent job of comparing the two, don't you? We have them side by side. You're listening to them. For those of you that are on the podcast, during moments of silence or other graphics such as Kathy Griffin hosting, uh, holding Donald Trump's severed head, uh, all bloody. You may remember that. If you don't, look it up on the internet. Um, certainly, if that were Barack Obama, oh, boy. You remember when um, when um, he was supposedly, he looked like the devil in, in some movie or something, and of course, they lost their minds, and how dare you. Yet, you will remember that both George Bush and now Donald Trump have plays about them being murdered, and uh, movies, obviously. So, they have not stopped. They have not ceased. You know, this week, supposedly, uh, President Trump is expecting to be arrested. 
for more of this nonsense, more of this fiction, more of this absolutely inexcusable treason. And I will go right now on the record and say it is on, it is treason. These people are all involved in a conspiracy to destroy Western civilization and first America, and then they want to install a new world order, a one world government. They want to have their non-existent utopia that cannot, will not ever supersede human nature. They will be the ones themselves who are victimized first once this happens, if we let it happen. And we can't let it happen. And these people on the screen, these uniparty politicians, all of them except for one, are Republicans, rhinos, who should be ashamed of themselves, should be drummed out of Washington, D.C., never to come back, and never to pretend that they represent their constituents. It's absolutely disgusting. I'm going to take a quick break and be right back after this. After we watched our daughter Grace die on FaceTime, I uh, immediately felt that I needed to go to the hospital, though I was still pretty sick. And I met Jessica and our pastor there. And um, while we were in the room, we, Jessica and I let us spend a few moments just with Grace alone. And it was, it was just a horrific. Sight to come upon us. The daughter Grace was not gone. Um, the emotions that came over the top of our minds and just our physical bodies were just unbelief. We, uh, we took our BiPAP off because it was still on. So it's hope and prayers that somehow she wasn't really gone. And as soon as we get that, the color of grace changed, and um, we had to accept that she was truly gone. And how one person stepped foot in that room. How can you do that? How can you allow an innocent person, a child, she's only 19 years old, die in front of your eyes? You don't do that. If you're human, you don't do that. They knew they weren't going to convince us to put Grace on a ventilator. That means the money was going to dry up. They had to have the money. And when you follow the money trail all the way through, you see that a ventilator is about a $300,000 decision. That they had higher paying patients in the emergency room. Grace was worth more death than alive. We don't just need food, we need to eat food with a high nutritional value. Who wants to just survive food shortages? Let's thrive in times of adversity and lack. Optimize your beta nutrition and ensure you and your family have our two-year 
shelf-stable Kingdom Fuel as a cornerstone of your emergency food supply. Don't sacrifice your health or your taste buds. Stock up on Kingdom Fuel now. We're about news, commentary, conversations, truth, liberty, and God. We stand for American values and our flag. We believe that the Constitution is a document that fortifies rights already given to us by our Creator. We will not apologize for our love of God and country, ever. We are right Hey Patriots, you can save up to 66% at MyPillow.com when you use the code TPR. That stands for The Patriot Review. That's TPR or call 800-519-9927. That's 800-519-9927. I use these products myself. I can tell you they are the best quality bar none. So go ahead, use the code TPR and get up to 66% off right now. Coming to you from the land of common sense and American pride. Not a unicorn or rainbow in sight. Welcome back to the Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner. Welcome back. Just a few notes now. The uh, commercial that you saw, I don't have all the sponsors or uh, affiliates on that uh, commercial break, and with today, that's going to be the only one. So I want to say to you that if you have concerns about your investments, please go to my website, redbloodpatriots.com. On the top of my page, you'll see a picture of me with a little write-up, and then you'll see a scrolling ad. You can click on that. It's uh, kirkelliotphd.com slash the Patriot Review, and then another slash. Otherwise, you'll, you won't get to the page, which is a little weird, but... Uh, you'll get free financial advice. You'll get some reports you can download, so check it out. Now is the time to buy gold and silver. Obviously, our economy is tanking, and you want to protect your investments. Secondly, the documentary, Breaking the Oath. Um, I can't really share a lot of detail about what's going on, but one of the people that was involved in the project is being attacked, surprisingly, right? Um, and a lot of threats have been made to destroy that person's life, career, uh, and so on. So it has it has caused us to, to look and to get another person involved. And um, while I completely understand it, I'm also disappointed, obviously, because we have to disallow this and, and, and push back. But uh, something happens to me, then you probably know why. But this documentary will happen. Breaking the oath. It is another way that it's another uh, it's another pawn in the game that the leftist fascists have the whole COVID debacle, the whole 
purposeful pandemic and everything that has to do with it. That documentary will still be coming out in April, and we are not going to take a knee for them. So that's going to happen. All right, so getting back to this subject, I think I want to show a couple of these. So I showed a couple of these videos last week with some of these politicians, but I want to show the two that I did not show. And while we have Nina's point of view and we have a lot of videos supporting the fact that Trump didn't instigate this, while we have a lot of supportive video, which I'm going to get to in a little bit, um, showing that these people who were allowed in were simply allowed in and there were some agitators there. The first video I'll show after these two is the video of the person testifying that day using his cell phone to say, hey, these people were bust in and they were in this black riot gear, this Antifa gear. And then I'll show you a video of one of those very people uh, who is standing in front of Ashley Babbitt, who was murdered that day in cold blood. Uh, who uses his black helmet, right? His his uh, assault style helmet to break the glass. So you gotta you gotta pay attention when I show that one. But um, first, I'm gonna show you uh, Tom Tillis, who is is in my mind a traitor and a uniparty hack. And this is what he had to say, despite the evidence that Tucker showed, and despite all the other evidence that I've shared since the since the day it happened. I think it's bull. When you see police barricades breached, when you see police officers assaulted, all of that, or you had to be in close proximity to it, if you were just a tourist, you should have probably lined up at the visitor center and came in on an orderly basis. So I, I just don't think it's helpful. So what he calls bullshit is, is actual evidence of uh, the... Antifa and BLM people who were busted in and what their mission was that day. You heard Nina talk about her overhearing a conversation about, you know, the the ready response and and these these are agitators within the crowd. And one of the videos that I'll show that really my central focus is showing the flashbang. Nobody getting violent when those flashbangs were shot. You'll also hear an instigator who's telling people to go to the bleachers. Uh, which they were not supposed to go to, and um, you know, and I, and no one's saying that people didn't do wrong and people shouldn't be shouldn't be uh, held accountable. But uh, it's over two years, and these people are in prison, and their children are not seeing their parents. And uh, this is ridiculous when a when a slime ball gets you know released on bail after torching the new Department of Public Safety building in Georgia, you know, and these people who many of them who didn't enter the building, the Capitol building, are still suffering in prison, being beaten and being tortured and being uh, just absolutely mishandled as political prisoners in our now fascist government. It's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. So let's take a look at uh, Jim Himes, who's a Democrat in the House, and this is what uh, he had to say. When you see what Tucker Carlson did, using this January 6th footage. I want to talk to you about that here in a moment. First, I want to get your perspective on this lengthy new filing in Dominion's $1.6 billion defamation lawsuit against Fox. How are you reacting to this? Well, um, those two things are very closely connected, uh, Brianna, because we know from the Dominion lawsuit, and we will know as it comes to trial, uh, that Fox News is not, in fact, news. It, it, is, it is a money-making entity 
um that is happy to peddle falsehoods, even if those falsehoods damage the very foundation of our democracy and our market economy in the service of making money. and that's not a democratic member of congress saying that. this is something that rupert murdoch admitted in a deposition tucker carlson, of course, trying to get a journalist fired because that journalist told the truth um and so, you know, this dominion lawsuit is going to continue to expose the very severe danger that comes from deciding that it's more important to profit and make a lot of money than it is to do the basic civic obligations that we all have as citizens to preserve our democracy. what is your reaction to how carlson used the january sixth footage to try to downplay what happened that day? you were there. stephen i was there. and so let me answer your question as a person who, just forty feet from where i'm standing on that day, worried that he might not live to see the end of that day, not as a member of congress. i will tell you that i'm beyond appalled. i'm not surprised. i'm not surprised. we know who tucker carlson is. tucker carlson is a parasite on the body politic who, by his own admission and by the words that we're getting from the dominion lawsuit, is willing to enrich himself and his business to peddle the most insane conspiracy theories to a very small number of people who eat that up. that is the very definition of being an anti-patriot because it erodes our democracy. it is contrary to the facts that you can see if you watch anything about that. so it's not at all surprising that he cherry-picked out of thousands of hours of video something that supports a completely propagandistic narrative. and 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 i'll just tell you this. it's enraging. it makes me want to jump through the screen and strangle the guy. it is enraging as somebody whose life was put at risk on january sixth to see you know a parasitic guy like tucker carlson trying to retell history in some perverted way that plays to, i don't know, some tiny fringe element of our of our body politic. what do you think when you hear from your republican colleagues on the senate side, including leader mcconnell pushing back, some of them very forcefully on carlson? well, it gives me it 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 gives me hope. it gives me hope because there clearly is a line and tucker carlson who crosses that line every single day crossed that line. so to hear leader mcconnell in his way condemn it, to hear senator tillis use a barnyard epithet as they say to describe it shows that this institution has the bipartisan capability to reject the dangerous propaganda that tucker carlson is 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 plying. and by the way, tucker carlson's advertisers should reflect on the bipartisan condemnation of that very very dangerous attack that he has taken. mr. himes, you are a scumbag, a weasel. you are a treasonous pos. you need to be you need to be held in a military tribunal. you need to have that that charge against you and you need to be punished accordingly. you know, you notice the leftist right there. he's going to strangle him, right? boy, that sounds familiar. we're the ones that are violent, right? i just called for him to have a trial. he calls for being able to reach through the screen and strangle somebody. he's got six people who are weasels enough on the right who they're not really on the right. they're uniparty slime balls who play the game. tucker carlson showed video that did matter. matter of fact, it was substantially important because it proves that the shaman was escorted in. He was not violent. It even proves that he said a prayer for those Capitol police officers in the chamber. You know, whether he should have been there or not, that's the fault of the Capitol police. That's the fault of Nancy Pelosi, who was offered security and, and turned it down because this was the American Reichstag fire. Mr. Himes, you do not fool anybody. Matter of fact, we are the majority and we're pissed. And guess what? You are going to pay the price. 
you are going to be forever shamed in history as a traitor. That's how it's going to come down. So there's some examples for you. I showed you more last week. If you want to go see it. He's, he talks about all the propaganda that's out there. Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about, um, let's look at the folks who were entering the Capitol first. So this is people who were not, who were not uh, pushed back against and were allowed to enter. The motorcycles will come in, and when the doors are open, they're open, and they're open. And you'll notice that there are Capitol Police officers that are, in fact, standing on the side who are allowing these people to come in, and are saying anything to them. You see them right there, right there, right there, right there. They're talking to them. They're allowing them in. Now, if you've never been to Washington, D.C., and you are allowed in the building, what are you supposed to think? These are the police. Mr. Hines, they're not even a representative, so I won't give you that crap. They're crap. These are the people who are just allowed to walk in. Nothing happened to them, nothing was said to them, and that is the truth. There's another piece of truth for you. <laughs> this is and who one more state trooper vehicle, two black SUVs, there's three state vehicles, state trooper vehicles escorted. Four Antifa shuttle buses right here, front and center. There was actually five vehicles total. There was three up front, two in the back. They escorted right here, waited for them to get off their buses, and they had the state troopers unloaded and took their positions. Watch. There's the back guy. He had his lights on. They were coming. And then there's the ones up front, too. They escorted, and each one of those buses are labeled. So all paid charter buses. Look at that, bro. Check this out. Watch, watch. Here's the black. Here's the black SUVs up front. And let's wait till you see who leaves it. Wow. They freaking brought damn Antifa here. They escorted them here. You got to be lights flashing. You got to be effing kidding me. Lights flashing. Patriots, are you guys watching this? You guys share this video, please. Please do. You got to be kidding. This on video. Times. I watched it elsewhere. Hell and no, bro. This is proof that they were escorted in. Now you, he was. Are you are instigators and she punches this guy for doing that and she ends up getting murdered and I he's in gear and he is he is breaking the window and the officer sees him, and what happens is these officers suddenly disappear, and Ashley Babbitt is then murdered. And these uh, these Capitol Police officers are nowhere to be seen. And at 10 in the morning that morning, they there were um, media corporations who were who were signing contracts with these instigators to take video, and that is why. Ashley Babbitt's murder was caught on video. And that is why that was caught on video, because somebody was paid for it. Now, how did they know at 10 a.m.? 
that this was going to happen. You have to ask yourself, well, they couldn't have. They couldn't have. It was deliberate. They had to, they had to do, um, do this deliberately in order to know that. So, you know, common sense, it's amazing that the, these morons that are on the screen with me here, you know, try to think or try to push off on the American people. You know, this is fact. This is truth. This is you're too stupid to see what's right before your eyes. Right. You people are, are radicals when the truth is, no, you're the radicals. You're the people who are trying to destroy this country. And it is absolutely disgusting. So there you have um, that's Ashley Babbitt's area. Um, I want to show you the flashbang side. So when you're watching this video, you'll hear this guy trying to get people in the bleachers. And, Move in! Move into the bleachers! And you'll Move see the, the crowd that is peaceful. Move in! Nothing is happening when these police shoot So that's what happened that day. That's inside the Capitol with Ashley Babbitt. There's one more quick video that I'm going to show you that is really disturbing, and that is Roseanne Boylan, who was murdered on the steps of the Capitol, um, who was beaten to death. You'll see her just laying there, and the black uh, female police, Capitol Police officer, is still beating her with her wooden stick. So let's look at that briefly. So Roseanne's on the ground, you can see her, and the black female police officer is hitting her on the head with, I think it's a wood walking stick actually, but she uh, she grabbed that somewhere, and she's she's beating Roseanne Boylan, and she's already dead. She's already dead. And MSNBC, you notice there, FBI releases new video of officers dragged into the crowd. Bull crap. These people were trying to save her. And these uh, Capitol Police officers should be up on charges, at least this one who's beating her. So that's the, that's the truth about it. And, you know, don't believe anything other than that because you just saw it. It's right there. The, the evidence is right there. And there's all kinds of people who have more evidence who are sharing things. Of course, what they do? They refuse to share the Capitol uh, footage, which is ours that we pay for. They confiscated video taken on cell phones. They imprison people for their political views. How is this not communist China? How is this not fascist Germany? And as I say all the time, fascism is a product of the left. It's not a product of the right. It's not nationalism whatsoever. If you were far right, you'd be anarchist. You'd believe in no government. Fascism is a product of the left. It always has been. Complete government control, and that's what they want. They want the new world order. They come out and even tell you that you will own nothing and you'll be happy about it. Right? I'm sure you've heard that if you've been following any of this. So... So I'm out of time, time already. I do want to show a video that's called The Storm is Upon Us, and it comes from America Media Periscope. I just want to tell you that um, if you can't catch my show on Sundays, you can go over to Right America Media, catch it on Mondays at 8 Eastern. And, again, another, a great source for you to watch some other shows as well. So 
That's Right America Media. That's RamTV.live. You can check that out. So thank you for being with me for this episode. Um, I ran out of time. I have some other videos, but uh, I think you get the hint, and I think you probably already understand that there's a lot going on and a lot of different um, things coming at us from all different sides that really is intended to destroy our country and to destroy Western civilization, and that's that's the simple truth. So thank you again, and I'll be back next week at uh, 4 o'clock Central on Sunday right here for another show, and I look forward to, to seeing you all then. And a secret voice calls out across the wind. America forever shall be free. In this battle between good and evil, throughout time, Extraordinary brave men and women stepped forward to better mankind. To pierce the veil. To expose the matrix and the levels of dimensions. Ah, but how many times in history you've silenced the voice of freedom. Many men and women were and are attacked, persecuted, imprisoned, and executed. We are grateful for what these brave souls have shown us and how they have inspired us. Now freedom, it's up to us. shall be awakened to the revelation now at hand that this evil tyranny and this new world order shall come to pass for your day is done and soon the sun will set on your last stand we are free we are america we are free we are
Those who have chosen darkness following your destructive agenda are well exposed now. You know who you are. And yes, we know who you are. We know where you are. And we now know what you have done. There is nowhere for you to hide, nowhere for you to run. And now it is you who are at the precipice fighting for your lives. Watch out. God soon will reveal his hand. We are free, we are America. 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 And so the battles and dangers rage on as we now approach this pendulum shifting moment. Yes, sir, the people now know that the storm is upon us. We thank you. We pray for you. It is dark. It will get darker. But we will soon be shifting into the light. Nothing can stop what's coming. Nothing. The best is yet to come. And everything will be okay in the end. If it's not okay, it's not the end. So hold the line and have faith. Pray for humanity as we move now from dark to light. Yes, the storm is upon us as he continues to take the arrows and the incoming for you, for me, for all of mankind. We pray for you and for your family. Oh, wow.